When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's the one, the only, Huckle Podcast. And welcome to the 289th episode of the Puckle Podcast. I am your host, Trainer Thatch, here today with my exceptional co-hosts. Mr. Maximus. And Lloyd Jashiro. And we're here to bring you, of course, just like I said, the Puckle Podcast. Puckle, of course, standing for the Pokemon Underground Champions League, a nonsensical name that Jashiro came up with in 2007. And, <laughs> and uh, we, but we are a Pokemon podcast that talks about everything Pokemon, from the TCG to... The video game to the fandom. Any, anything that's there. Like anything. It's just, it's a fun time. We talk about everything. And if you're new, welcome. If you're old, welcome back. Thanks for, thanks for putting up with me and all of my talk shenanigans. About everything, everything yeah. including carps that jump and don't oh, jump. And... Okay. So maybe we don't talk about everything. <laughs> uh, like, like the, the magic carp jump that, like, What's really bad is like I'm still like I'm giving it so much crap, but I'm I totally play it. Like, <laughs> I haven't played it yet. <laughs> neither of you have played it, and I I applaud you at your self control. <laughs> like like it's such it's such not a good game, but we'll we'll talk about we'll talk about it more later. Because uh, <laughs> I've got I've got some things to tie into the topic with it today. So so uh, let me go where we where we go at the beginning of every show. What have you guys been up to in Pokemon lately, since the last time you were on this show? Let's start with you, Maximus. Well, um, to be perfectly honest, um, I'm trying to get back into TCG, honestly. Mm-hmm. How's that going? Uh, here and there, I've just been collecting cards, opening packs, but I haven't really built a deck for this generation yet. So, Just go buy all the Guardians Rising. <laughs> that, that's like the strategy to win right now. Uh, yeah, that set is too good. That set, I mean, I think they do that every once in a while. Every once in a while you get a set. I mean, Roaring Skies was the same way. Uh, Roaring mm-hmm. Skies was in a very similar boat. You had you had the Mega Rayquazas, and you had Shaman. Shaman. Mm-hmm. And, and you got the Eevees. 
You had the you also had the uh, you had Mega Turbos in there. You had yep. Verse Seeker. Mm-hmm. There there were a lot of good set. There were a lot of good cards. You got in the Vespa Roaring Quinn. Set. Yeah, Ve- no, Vespa Quinn was uh, Ancient Origins. Oh, Ancient Origins. I'm confusing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that right. that was that was Ancient that was Origins. also really good too. Ancient Origins wasn't as good. I, I feel like there's just I, I'm starting to see a pattern, right? You get like you get a set that's like phenomenal, and then like the next set has some good cards in it, but not as good. And we or, can say, or, Ancient Origins was really good. Ancient Ancient Origins wasn't as good as Roaring Sky. Oh well, no, but it was still good. No, yeah, yeah, no, no, that's like, but that that's what's gonna happen. That's what's gonna happen. I think here, like we just got Guardians Rising, which was really good. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got you got Drampa GX, you got the Garbodor. You've got uh, Sylveon GX. You've got Tapu Lele, uh, yeah. and then you got like Tapu Coco. I, honorable mention because I'm biased, and <laughs> and you've got. I mean, you've got a few things going for you, but one of the next set, but the next set, like Burning Shadows, be really good too. Uh, Bur- Burning Shadows looks like it's going to be good. It's just not as good, right? Yeah, it's, but it's, you can't have a hung run every single. Set. Well, yeah, no, no, exactly. But it's, it's kind of, uh, it's kind of like the same pattern as, you know, we just got, you just get uh, Roaring Skies, and then you get Ancient Origins, which isn't as good as Roaring Skies. But we just got Guardians Rising, and it was really good. And then you're gonna get Burning Shadows, which is good, but not as good. And I mean, you, you've also got like the Charizard GX that was just announced, but we we can leave that for your show. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, no, the TCG Maximus, no, no, it's, there, there's some, there's some really easy and cheap stuff to build with it right now, outside of like needing Tapu Lele's. Yeah. Uh, just, then just, Tapu Lele is an issue. Yeah, Tapu, well, Tapu Lele is going to be the new Shaman in pri- price wise, not like, yeah. Uh, yeah, I also, it's not going to be, it's not going to be as necessary in decks, I don't think, but yeah, it's definitely going to be an issue. Yeah. Mm. Um, there are other cards that can do the same job, but just not as well. Mm-hmm. So that's that's my opinion of it, Maximus. Anything else? Did you get uh, anything? Did you get anything good from cards or anything? Or yeah, I got some good things. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, where was I? I got a uh, Malone. Malone. Why can I never say it right on the first time? Malone <laughs> Nine Tails GX. That's not a bad card. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yes, yeah, it's the full art one. Yeah, they've been running that with Decidueye too recently. Yes. And I also got a Lycanroc GX. Like the uh, the the midnight form, yeah, the midnight form, yeah, yeah. and the Lorantis, um, GX also a good card, yeah, yeah. The Lorantis GX is Lorantis. You could do a lot with actually. Mm-hmm. Lorantis yeah. is a decent card. Yeah, I may add it to my grass deck. But yep, yeah, that's what I got so far. Grass <laughs> is really good right now. Uh, that's good. What what are you gonna do, Jushiro? Well, I've been streaming some uh, Puckle streaming goodness, um, and I've been preparing for our first ever uh, shameless plug uh, Puckle TCG tournament starts on June six. Yeah, oh, that's pretty soon. Oh, I should sign up for that. Yeah, you should. I should. Um, I should sign up for that. And uh, other than that, I restarted Sun and Moon. Uh, this time, I chose a uh, little the little guy, the little owl. Uh, oh, yeah. I refuse to say his name, Rowlet. I ah, sorry. <laughs> um, but anyway, I restarted it, played a few hours, and then just put it down. I haven't gone back to it. <laughs> too many games, too many times. <laughs> Switch is just draining my. I'm playing this guy, uh, this guy of five on my Switch, and I can't stop. Nice. <laughs> All right. Uh, 
as for myself, I have been doing, I don't know, I've been doing a lot of things. It's been, I actually, I tried to take like a week off from Pokemon this week just to like recharge my batteries. But yeah. uh, drug holiday? Huh? You taking a drug holiday? Well, like I was just trying, I was trying to take a break because like we did a lot of content the week beforehand, or I personally yeah. did. I did a lot of content. And so I was starting to like, I was starting to burn out and I didn't want to burn out, you know? Yeah. And so I was just like, oh, let's just, let's just take a break and we just won't do anything, you know? And I'll, I'll stream on Thursday and that'll be it. That'll be it, right? Until the podcast, I'll just take it off. And so I ended up streaming again this morning. Um, so there, there's that. Um, and then I ended up building a bunch of teams during the middle of the week uh, oh. for competitive. Um, just for funsies. I, I don't know. Like my, my break from Pokemon wasn't a break at all. It was me being more active than typical. Uh, I mean, I went to league like I typically do. Um, I did it. I won like one game with Tapu Koko. Yay. Yeah. (laughs) I, I, the problem is like, there's a bunch of people at my league right now playing Sylveon GX. Yeah. And so Tapu Koko doesn't play super well against that. No. Um, but I found a way around it. I found a way around it. I'm going to try it out next week. Um, it's like as simple as like bumping up the number of energy in the deck from like 11 to 13. And I'm going to rip out the Raikou that's in that deck and throw in the Rayquaza from, from, uh, not Roaring Skies, from, uh, from Guardians Rising. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, That lets you pull energy from your discard. Because it's the big thing with Sylveon. That's the reason it doesn't match up against Sylveon. Because typically Sylveon's running like four crushing hammers and team flare grunts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, so you, uh, I, I figured that's a decent way around Sylveon. Yeah. Is to just grab that Rayquaza and just pile up energy on it. But we'll see how it goes this week when I go to league. Mm-hmm. I'll report back next week. Please do. Uh, Please do. <laughs> so let's see. I guess I guess that's it. Uh, we're going to kick it on over to the news then, guys. And we will uh, catch you on – or what, no, cue the epic music. This isn't the end of the show. Wow. <laughs> Radio Tower. This just in. And on to the news. In the news, we have a few things. Nothing huge um, of any substance. But earlier this week, the Japanese retailer Sinobi listed a new arcade stick for the Nintendo Switch. I'm in a bit offended. Listing. That I'm going to stop you right there. I'm a bit offended. How can you say nothing huge came out? What this do you week? mean? Are you, what do you, what came when out you have week? Magic Carp Jump? That out. came out like two weeks ago. That's it's why still big come news, okay? <laughs> it's it's <laughs> earth-shattering. It's earth-shattering. We should mention it two weeks in a row. <laughs> um, but back to this listing. So in this listing, uh, they mentioned that it can be used in fighting games such as Pokken. This is a Nintendo Switch joystick, by the way, they've mentioned. Uh, they've since removed this note. So it could be an indication that Pokken Tournament is getting a port to the Wii U, or to the Switch, as we all suspected. That we are surprising. I, I wouldn't. Be, I mean, we we all called it right. You get it with the arcade updates because I think the arcade game has like three or four. No, it's got four or five more characters in it. Mm-hmm. So this makes sense. Uh, you do it with all the arcade updates, and you get a few new characters. Pokemon's like geared up for a port to the Switch. 
was it Pokin Deluxe now? <laughs> Pokin Tournament Eight Deluxe Six. Oh, um, that's how we work. That's how you do it. Uh, you just add numbers and deluxe, yep. and you deluxe. it's an it's a completely new game. It's a new game. This is the most complete version of Pokin Tournament <laughs> to date. <laughs> yeah, to date. Yeah. Well, I don't think no, Pokin's going to get any more updates. It's just going to be called New Pokin Tournament. No, but what well what they do is they they come out with uh, Pokin Tournament, right? Uh, if they if they announce it, I say I think they're going to do it at E three, just because Pokin's not a Pokemon title, so I can see or like mainstream Pokemon title. Those typically don't get announced at E three, unless mm-hmm. Nintendo like really grabs Game Freak by uh, by their cojones, and uh, <laughs> and it's just like no, you're going to listen to us this time, and so we'll, we'll see though, we'll see. And they're just like you're gonna you're gonna do it, and you're gonna say there's gonna be Pokemon Stars at E3, and you know what? We're gonna sell a billion Switches this year. And I hope so. I hope so. They're doing really well, but yeah. That's yeah, I I honestly yeah, think I know. So that's gonna be something to be. Uh, we we could talk yeah, about I that know. in our non-existent in our non-existent Nintendo podcast. Um, oh, that's true. <laughs> um, but. Yeah, nothing much. Uh, new global mission is coming up, um, or it's already going on. It's find fishing spots with bubbles coming out and fish as many Pokemon or items as possible during the mission. There's a goal of 500,000 things being fished out. Um, you get the same uh, festival coins as you typically do, regardless of what happens. So if a, if a player's fish uh, three or more items, they'll earn rare candy. And if over a million items are fished, players with a Pokemon Global Link account will get a lure ball. Holding uh, the Kurt Pokeballs ransom over here. Let me tell you yeah. about it. Just make, about it. just make them available. Really, it's not really that. I want to be able to buy them slash just make Kurt make me more. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I that's all I want. Yeah, put it's in a pack of Kurt. Yeah, instead mm-hmm. of just giving you the ball, gave us, give us acorns that when then we can choose which balls we want mm-hmm. I, w- I would totally be down with something like that i i'm still like i don't know i forget what it was it was probably about six months ago bo and i had like an entire episode we were talking about features that we wanted in pokemon games and like future pokemon games but yeah. it ended up being about 15 minutes of me and bo coming up with this really in-depth pokeball crafting system <laughs> and like i want that yeah I want that. So that needs to happen. So, uh, also, we got the next uh, battle competition for the 3DS announced, which, Jushiro, you should totally go finish the game so you can play in it. Yeah. Uh, this is the Tiny Tourney. It is a double Aww. battle competition where only Pokemon um, of that are one meter or shorter can, can enter. So... Okay. You uh you can bring those. It's a double battle. It's I believe choose four, bring six, choose four. This goes on from June twenty third to twenty fifth. So sign up. The registration starts June fourteenth to twenty second. It's pretty cool. Uh, some guy on, um, somewhere somewhere there's a bunch of uh tiering for the tiny tourney. So you can check it out. The tiering is really silly because it all makes sense. Like Cartana is in this. Like, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a lot of fun. It is. Sounds like it, at least. Yeah. Uh, so, other in other news, a new Pokemon mobile game was announced. Uh, this is the third one this year, uh, which is absolutely awful. Um, 
but we'll we'll talk about it some more later. But the uh, Pokeland is the uh, is the successor to the Pokemon Rumble series, and they're putting it on. Uh, they're putting on cell phones. Uh, yep. The alpha test is currently going on right now, and you, I, I don't, I guess it's too late for you to get in on that. But it pretty much, it's Pokemon Rumble. Uh, if you haven't played it before, go look yeah. at it. You play with Pokemon toys and you attack things and you just tap the screen. Nothing super exciting, but we'll we'll go more in depth on some things going on there. Um, let's see any other exciting news. Regionals are going on right now in both Madison and Birmingham, and I believe also somewhere else in uh, South America, actually. But that one's not getting an official Pokemon stream, unfortunate, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah, but right now they're going on. Uh, by the time you're listening to this, they'll be over. So welcome <laughs> to that news. Um, so that is it for official Pokemon news. In official Pokemon news, however... <laughs> Um, because uh, this is the last time I'm going to like make full out announcements about this PuckleCon, it's yeah. happening. You should come. Where is PuckleCon? You may ask. Well, PuckleCon this year is going to be taking place in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, we actually have an official event. You can check out on Pokemon.com. We're, we're listed there as PuckleCon. You can, uh, it's at the guard tower in Columbus, Ohio. We have some more information on our website, PucklePodcast.com. I'm going to add in a, a full page about PuckleCon later today slash tomorrow before the show <laughs> goes up. And you guys can check out all the details. We're holding a an official po- TCG tourney. Uh, I think those are the, only the TCG tourneys are going to be sanctioned because of our location. The Guard Tower uh, calls itself an unplugged gaming store. So the video game stuff we're going to do is going to be, it's going to be happening. We're just going to kind of do it on the down low. So, uh, (laughs) it's going to totally be happening though. We have, uh, we have the, the, uh, venue reserved from, uh, 10 to six on the Saturday, which is July 22nd. And we have it reserved from 11 to seven on Sunday, July, uh, 23rd. So you should definitely come and hang out. We're going to be doing tournaments. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm going to hopefully be able to stream there while we're doing it as well. I need to I need to check out if they'll let me run an extremely long Ethernet cord. <laughs> uh, if they do, we're totally in. So nice. I think that's the plan. Uh, but yeah, please come out. Um, that's where it's happening. If you need uh, help with hotels or anything, that's the place to go. If you want to come on July 21st where we'll be holding a cookout where we'll all get together. Um, you should definitely come. You need to let me know so I can add you to the Discord because that is the only way that you will be able to get the address for this event. Um, I am not going to be giving out the address over Twitter or anything, obviously, for because I don't want to get swatted or something. And, <laughs> uh, but we, but that's where we'll be giving out the address. You can come there for uh, for we're going to be having burgers and sausage and everything. And if you're a vegetarian like our Sigma, you please let us know because if you do not tell us that you are coming, we will not plan for that's your dietary restrictions. Huh? <laughs> that's yeah. his secret. That's his secret. That's th- why he's always winning. It literally is Scott Pilgrim, right? <laughs> like, yes. Uh, so, uh, so, yeah, no, if you have dietary restrictions, you'll, you will have to let us know or we will not plan for you. So definitely, <laughs> definitely plan on coming because it's going to be a lot of fun. I, 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 that's just going to, this, this PuckleCon I'm looking forward to more than last PuckleCon. Just because this one's going to be more hangout oriented. And mm-hmm. that's, that's something the last one wasn't able to do. Uh, now at these, if you don't play the TCG or the video game and you just want to do, or maybe you want to just do some like pickup games or something, that's going to be going on as well. We have tons of prizes to give out. 
So definitely look into that. And uh, next week we're going to be determining the pricing for the actual events as well. Because I, we're definitely going to buy a couple of booster boxes. So, of Guardians Rising. So you can get that Tapu Lele. Yeah. Yeah. Tapu Lele. Who doesn't love Tapu Lele? So <laughs> we're going to be doing that. And it's going to be a whole thing. It's going to be a blast. I'm super excited. Um, PuckleCon is always fun. We've done two of them so far. Maximus has been to both of them. I've been to both of them. They've both been a blast. They have. Um, I have not had a bad time at either one of them. Uh, Jashira went last year. It was absolutely a blast. Last year was really good. Both years have been fantastic, though. Like, just hanging out and just doing things with you guys is a blast. And getting to hang out and talk with people who are dedicated enough to the community just like we are. So... Um, yeah, that's PuckleCon. Uh, other thing is, Summer League's going on right now. Uh, you can check out more information about that on the website. There should be a Summer League tab you can click and you'll get gym leader times and badges and whatnot. Um, I also, oh, when snap. I, yeah, when I stream, I also do, uh, I also do, uh, gym battles as well. So if you want to do a gym battle while I'm on stream, you're more than welcome to ask me to do that. I'm more than happy to do gym battles. So, what else is there? Anything else that I'm missing? I don't think so, right? Uh, uh, TC tournament, which we already announced. Yeah, uh, that was the announced. Digital one. The, the, the by the time first. this comes out, by the time this comes out, it's going to be too late. Um. So no. It. Uh, well, yeah. Because Sunday is when. No wait, yeah. We still have this Monday. When does it start? Uh, the sixth, right? Is that what you said? I don't know when it starts. Yeah, it's actually, the sixth, and it's Tuesday, so it's the day after. You you have till Monday to register. If I'm not mistaken, okay, I could be completely mistaken. We can come back and delete this whole section. <laughs> That's <laughs> a pogopodcast.com slash tcg. Um, there's gonna be some pricing for that as well, so definitely check that out. All right, so that is gonna be it for the news. We are gonna kick it on over to the uh, Poke Quiz section, where we're gonna quiz your co-host on their innate Pokemon knowledge. And welcome to Puckles Pokey Quiz. Puckles Pokey Quiz, as always, is the part of the show where we quiz your co-hosts on their innate Pokemon knowledge. So, of course, guys, no browsers, no internet. you got to use what's in your noggins. Uh, you guys get five questions today for a possible total of seven points. One of those points comes from the hint that you can use on any of these questions. If you get all of the questions correct, you can cash that hint in for an extra point at the end. Uh, one of these qu- point questions also does have a bonus point in it as well, so you can get another point from that. So if you guys are ready, I am ready to ask you some questions. All of these questions are written by Whimsicott and Snag. None of these are written by me. So let's jump into it, guys, if you're ready. We're you ready? as ready as we ever be. Yep. All right. And I actually have I actually have points this week, so I know where everybody's at. So let's get into it then. Question number one. This is from Whimsicott slash R-Sigma. All starter Pokemon of each type share the same ability. Torrent for water types, Overgrow for grass types, and Blaze for fire types. Each starter line, though, sets itself apart with its hidden ability. Um, But one of them more so than others. Which starter line is the only one whose hidden ability changes as the Pokemon evolves? That is the question. 
So you just need to name one of the Pokemon in that line. That's all I need. And then we'll we'll agree. So you've got like a 1 in 21 chance if you guess. I'm, I'm guessing this doesn't include Mega Pokemon because... No Megas. This does not include Megas. Yeah. Probably just reasons. I don't know which Torterra's hit abilities is. For some reason, it sounds like it could be Torterra. Yeah, because the Torchic lands there, the Mudkip, all the Mudkip land has damp. And Trico has... Uh, what's um, I know uh, Servine has the uh, the the swap. Contraire. Yeah. Yeah, Contraire. Pig Knight. What is Pig Knight? No, they have Reckless. Wait, wait, wait. I don't think. Wait, what is Tepig and um and Grump? Tepig and um. Because I know um I know um uh what's the final evolution? The final evolution had Reckless, but what does the younger ones um. Rumpig and Tippet. Yeah, what do they have? I doubt I they have Reckless because they don't. They don't have Flare. I don't think they have Flare Blitz. That's true. It could be them. I'm I'm too between them and Torterra. Torterra mostly because I don't remember what was its abilities at all. I'm gonna need an answer. Maximus, do you want to go with uh, Tepig? Yeah, let's go Tepig. Okay, Tepig it is. And that is correct. Yeah. It turns out. So what? Uh, so Tepig and Pig Knight have thick fat, and Embor has reckless. There we so go. So that is that is a point for you guys. Looking good. That's the one I thought was hard. So yeah, uh, you got you got the they hard. They don't one. get flare blitz, do they? Uh, I don't know if they get flare blitz or not. I have no idea. You might be right though. But question number two. Moonblast is perhaps the most representative move of the fairy type, the Bane of Dragons. Yet there is a Dragon-type Pokemon that learns Moonblast naturally by level up. What oh. is this Pokemon? Oh, I remember this, too. Oh, man, which one is it? Moonblast <sighs> by level up. And it's a Dragon-type. Uh, I remember this happening. I remember this happening. Is it up. Altaria? That's a possibility. Fairy type. Drive, yeah. Um, or... But I feel like it's not a fairy... I, I feel like it's not that Pokemon, though. Ugh. She does turn furry when she Mega Evolves, so it makes sense for her to have a fairy attack. True. Because Moonblast is not a TM, is it? No. 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 Because when you think of Altaria and Mega Altaria, you don't think of Moonblast. You think of Disarming Voice or Hyper Voice or something like that because of the pixelate ability. Yeah, Ugh. that's true. Mm. I don't know. Let's what do you think? Oh, let's go through the Dragon Pokemon real quick. Blah, blah, blah. Not, not Dragon Eye. Not Dragon Eye. Not Hy- definitely not Hydreigon. <laughs> yeah. Nothing special. No Drudging on. No Garchomp. No nope. Flygon. Nope. Uh, no Salamence. Mm. Oh, uh, the 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 um the Soul Dragon type. The one Ash had. Oh, Gudra. Gudra. That's a possibility. But We're gonna need an answer here. Do you want to just go with um, Altarius and just like yeah, a safe choice? Area. Yeah. That is correct. That is another point for you guys. That is two Woo! points. Altaria learns Moonblast at level 52. Nice. So, great job, guys. You guys are doing really well here. Um, so, I'm really kind of proud of 
out here. Yeah, you're doing, you're doing pretty well. Um, okay. <laughs> okay, so this next question has the bonus point in it. Sweet. Um, so there, we'll explain it here in a minute. Question number three. Future Sight is a slow but almost inevitable psychic type move. It does nothing when used, but two turns later, it inflicts damage on whichever po- opponent is now on the field, along with whatever move was used on that turn by the current active Pokemon, hitting even through Protect. Another move works exactly the same way as Future Sight. So, you need to name what that move is, and what type that move is. Um, I know it's I Fighting. So it's a move that operates exactly like Future Sight. Yeah, I think it's fighting. It's wait, wait. Gen Seven. Name the move, its type, and oh, name the move. Just name the move and its type. If you give me that, I'm perfectly fine with that. There's oh, also, God. and there's only one Pokemon that can learn this move naturally. Yeah, I know this move. I I know that it's fighting. I just and I know it was. I think in Gen Seven. I just don't remember the name of it. Yeah, because I can't think of any move that does that before Gen in Gen Six and below. Yeah, you yeah, would have heard no, me. That would have stood out big time. Yeah, I know. Man, what's the name? It was... Wait, so we just have to name the, the move and the, t- and the type, I'm, not I'm, the Pokemon. I'm 70% sure uh, it's fighting. Whimsicott says, Whimsicott says to name the move and then the Pokemon, but I said the type, so we're just going to go with the type. Oh, okay. The type and the move name. I can't even really think of that many fighting type Pokemon really, besides the Lima one. Um, this one, the uh, the Queen. Um. Oh, oh, um, I know Serena. Uh, I don't I, think I, Serena I, learns that move. Wait, I thought Serena was the Grass type. Yeah, Grass. Yeah, it is Grass. Sorry. You talking about the Bug one, the Ultra Beast one? Yes, but no. <laughs> I'm confused. You guys do have the hint, though. Remember, should we use huh. the hint? Either way, like it's the bonus points. Either way, so either we lose get it now, we get both points, and then or we try to get it, and try to go for the extra bonus points. So either way, I guess we can. Yeah, let's go for the hint. Okay, okay. this Pokemon definitely came out in Gen Three. Wow. Okay. Huh. This Pokemon in it and its signature move came out in Gen 3. Wait, signature move? Oops, I spoiled it. Okay, that's fine. You're going to figure it out. It's, it works just like Future Sight. Came out in Gen 3. Gen 3? Signature. I have no idea now. Now I'm completely I gave, you, I gave you a lot of hints here. No, you I, did. I, I, I would you. know this one. And it just confused me even more. But that's my fault. <laughs> I feel like it's one of an obscure move. As soon as I hear it. Yeah. I feel like you're going to be hitting yourself when you hear it. Oh, believe me. Yeah. Yeah, we will. Yeah, and I have nothing. And it's like Future Sight. <laughs> yep. It works exactly like Future Sight, except it's a different type. And it's uh, it's on a different Pokemon. You know, it's funny if you would have told if you if this was going to reverse if you would have told us that move and we had to guess future side, I probably would have guessed future side. Yeah. <laughs> future side's way more well known, obviously. Yeah, I got nothing. Yeah, so you want to just guess? Just take yeah. a guess at the type and then name make up a move name. 
And I feel like it's a ghost move for some reason. Okay, so we can go ghost, and uh, it's called Boo. <laughs> so it is incorrect on both accounts. Oh. Um, the move is called Doom Desire. It is a steel type move that is the signature move of Jirachi. Never, Doom. ever, ever would have guessed it. <laughs> yeah, I don't feel bad for not knowing that. Yeah, I really don't. Really, you guys didn't know that? <laughs> no, no, I know. I know the move now is, but I, I don't feel bad for not knowing it. Okay, okay, I've never used Jirachi competitively ever, ever, ever. Well, so, yeah, you would I... never use this move competitively ever, ever. Never would have All right, all right. Good job there, guys. You still, you still at two points. I feel mad. I feel bad for using the hint now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so this next question's from Snag. So if you get it wrong, you can blame him. Here's the setup. Uh, I always comment about how Gen Four just added fatter version of Pokemon as evolutions. How many Pokemon were added to the to existing evolution lines in Generation Four, counting uh. pre pre evolutions and everything? Wait, we're counting pre-evolutions too? Yeah, we're talking about adding things to evolution lines. Oh, man. How many Pokemon... Yeah, in Gen 4, how many Pokemon were added to evolution lines? Let's list them out. Come on, man. Sudowoodo, Chansey, Cleffa, Magmortar, Electivire, Bonsly, Magnazone. Magnazone, that's 7. Gliscor, that's 8. Weavile, that's Nine. Oh. Uh, we got. Did we Smooch, get any no, evolutions on Gen Four? No, Smooch on Gen Two. What am I talking about? We got any evolutions, right? Evolutions. So we have uh, uh, Glaceon and Leafeon. So what is that? Eleven. That's eleven. I cannot lose track on this. Uh, Iglybuff. Igly. Wait, I thought that was Gen Two. Oh, yeah, it is. Oh, sorry. Yeah, that's why I took away Smoochum. Oh, that's right, 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 right. So that's back to 10. No, 11. Wait. Oh, 11? Okay. Wait, yeah. wait. Was Cleffa Gen 1? I mean, Gen 2 or Gen 4? Cleffa was Gen 2, I think. No? I'm pretty sure it was. I'll take that. I'll make that 10. Um, what about Why Not? That he was... No, yeah, yeah, okay, why not? Yeah, wait, 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 no, why not was Gen... I saw, I, I could have remember I saw, yeah, why not's in Gen 3? Because Gen 3? Okay. You, you, you get him in as an egg in the in um, Lavender Town. Yeah, no, I'm just going through the previous and figure out which Gen they came out of. <laughs> just yeah. so we don't leave something out. Yeah, why not? Yeah, it's definitely Gen 3. Uh, Farfetch. That was a joke. That was a joke. <laughs> no, I was very no confused. Or pre-evolution ever for Farfetch, because... Pokemon hates him. I'm gonna need a ballpark number here, guys. What do you oh, think? See, the thing is, we gotta get an exact answer, though. That's I'll give you. Up. I'll give you plus or minus three. Okay. Uh, I feel like there's just some we're just playing missing. I think we're at ten or eleven right now. So uh-huh. let's. Yeah, you guys named at least like eleven. Ah, um... uh, yeah, that's it. I think we're gonna go with twelve. <laughs> That's both. Twelve. Yeah, I think twelve is a strong number. What? <laughs> eleven. Eleven. No, but he said plus or minus three. But no, wait a minute. Do you think we should aim a little bit high? Because I feel like there are some we're just playing missing. Maybe. I don't know. I'm thinking that eleven sounds good. 
Uh, well, we know it's ten at least, so we can go. We can go up a little bit. Yeah. Because it's no, we know it's not going to be less. So you want to say thirteen? Uh... Because that's plus three automatically. So even if it's even if it's twelve, or because we know it's ten at I the very s- least. I don't know. I would stay with eleven. No, but just, just add three. Add three because yeah, because it's plus or minus three. three. Okay, then so we might as well go up because okay, so then thirteen. <laughs> Uh, that is incorrect, even with the plus or minus three. Um, it's, oh, it's like it 29. 29? Yeah, uh, so you forgot a number of Pokemon. You forgot uh, You forgot uh, Happiny, uh, Mantike, Yanmega, oh, Rhyperior, Tangrowth. Oh, wow, yeah. Um, <laughs> Porygon Why he, Z. Why did it have uh, to be pre-evolutions too? Ugh. <laughs> it... Um, then you've got Mime Jr. You've got Mamoswine. Mamoswine. Yep. Yeah, you guys forgot a lot of them. So yeah, you guys, you guys were way off. Yeah, it's uh, Gen Four, so it's fine. Shush. Uh, okay, so final question. <laughs> As is tradition, I always ask a stat-related question. So uh, we're going to ask you which Grass-type Pokemon. Has the highest base HP. Grass type, highest HP. Oh, Go man. for it. In- includes Megas? Uh, yeah, includes Megas. I thought HP didn't increase with, with Megas. Uh, it doesn't. That's why it includes Megas. Oh. Isn't it uh, uh, Tropius? Hmm. I what think is it's Tapu, Tropius. What is Tapu Bulu? What, what is it? Tapu Bulu? I don't remember the grass one. In Gen 7, you lost me. I know no, barely any knowledge in Gen 7 right as of right now. I feel like there's a Pokemon that's just plain, um, that's, take, that's good on HP but sucks and everything else for some reason. Hmm. Grass type, though. Grass type, high HP. I don't know. I feel like these are good hints. Yep, grass type, high HP. I feel it's either Tropius or... If you forget it, somebody's going to be very sad. Leafeon? Uh, no, it's definitely going to be... Uh, the, the Cactus, what's her name? Wait, which cactus Pokemon? Uh, the um, Maraca ones. Gen 5, I think she is. Not a person you know. Oh, okay. Uh, hmm. Someone will be very sad if we don't guess this one. <laughs> that's what that's what Wimsicott wrote. She wrote, "Somebody, somebody's gonna be very sad if you." And I know exactly who it is. No, well, <laughs> you know it's not Whimsicott. <laughs> I'm gonna uh, need an answer. Give me a grass type, guys. That you think has oh, a Max, lot of man, HP. You have more. La- you have more knowledge than me. You can ballpark this one. Well, just from just knowing the type of Pokemon that are out there, there's only two Pokemon I can think of that may have a lot. I may think of like maybe. Tangro, or but I really don't think it's him. But 
either Tangrove or not Torterra, but um, Chestnut. That's just come to mind. I don't. Do you think it could be Ludicolo? I don't know. It could be. Yeah. Take a guess. You know, just for the, just for the giggles, let's go Ludicolo. I guess that is incorrect. Uh, the answer is actually Go Goat. So Ramos, you forgot Ramos. Oh, Go-Go. everyone forgets Ramos. Go Goat's really? got a base HP of one twenty three. The next highest is actually a um, is a Moongus with one fourteen. Oh. See, I think a Moongus was a little bit too obvious, but yeah, I thought yeah, Go Goat. I did not realize it's weird. Go Goat's have- got a huge. I mean, nobody uses it. That's why. Well, uh, I have one competitive. I have a bulk, the bulk upset, though. I just never yeah. thought, I never realized its HP was that high. Yeah, its HP is really high. Well, it's the highest of all grass types. Wow. But that's yeah, still, that, that's that gives cool. you guys two points for this this uh, this round. These questions ah, have been getting it. harder. Uh, it's not my fault, though. But <laughs> that, does, uh, that does change the standings around. I actually have standings today. So be proud. Uh, be proud that I have standings today. So... The current standings are as follows, with the new rules of if you're on another show, you guys get a point. Snag is in first place with eight points. Maximus, you are in second place with seven points. Hey. Scrawn, Scrawn, Shamu, Boseph, and the Jushiro are in a four-way tie for third place with four points. It's something. Uh, Whimsicott and Viger are tied for seventh place with three points. Gator brings up the tail with one. And everybody else has yet to get on the board. So, let's, uh, let's, that's it for this week's Poke Quiz. Come back next week, guys, for more exciting, uh, Pokemon, <laughs> Pokemon trivia. Uh, Fluffy, so, I will get my revenge. Yeah, sure. <laughs> All right. So, we are going to take a short break, guys, and we'll be right back at you with the topic. Hey guys, it's Bosefist, and if you're wanting to know how you can be more involved with the Puckle Podcast in between shows, you can come to PucklePodcast.com where you'll find information on all of our social medias. Also, we have a chat box there where you can come meet up, chat with us. On the second Monday of every month, we have a chat box meetup. Way to, good way to get a free 6IV ditto. All of that is at PucklePodcast.com, and if you want to email to the show, it's PucklePodcast at gmail.com. Catch you on the flip-flop. And welcome to the topic. The topic this week is going to be uh, Pokemon's uh, mobile play strategy. Because it seems like they're just going to be releasing mobile games forever right now. Um, which really concerns me because I'm kind of hoping we get like a good Pokemon game at some point. Yeah. Well, like Magikarp Jump was... Uh, Ma- this all comes up because Magikarp Jump was recently uh, released. In addition to... Um, in addition to... Pokemon Pokeland being announced earlier this week as well. So this is all happening at once. And so that gives us uh, three mobile games just this year alone for Pokemon. Like last year we had, for reference, last year we had Pokemon Go. That was it. And Pokemon Mm -hmm. Go, let's talk about, was way better than this game, any of these games in general. Pokemon Go is way better. I still play Pokemon Go uh, more often than I should. And so so we have all those things going for us. Well, last year we also had the port for um, Shuffle. Um, yes, uh, yep. well, Pokemon Shuffle has always been on mobile. Well, yeah, that came out last year as well, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but so, it started in 3DS and then moved to mobile. Yeah, you're right, you're right. Uh, so, yeah, the Pokemon Shuffle's on mobile, and but Pokemon Go is the whole thing. And they've been they've been putting out games a lot recently on those, and that's kind of, uh, that's where I want to start off with that. 
just because I don't want to talk about Magikarp Jump. People kept asking, uh, not people that would listen to the show, but uh, other people in the in the decision making circles uh, were just like, "Oh, we should talk about Magikarp Jump." And let me tell you about Magikarp Jump. Jump. You feed your Magikarp berries. It jumps higher than other Magikarp. The end. Uh, so <laughs> that, such that a complex re- strategy game. That game is so is so uh, it's so mind numbing grinding. Like that's what that is. It's just nine numbing grind. That's all it is. And so that that does worry me if this is like the direction they want to take their quote unquote spinoffs, because we got we got we used to get a lot of good spinoffs. Like uh, I don't want to say the Mystery Dungeon series only because I'm not a particular fan, but I know a lot of people are really into it. The Mystery Dungeon series used to be really good on 3DS. I would for I for one would really love to see another Pokemon Conquest, but I don't yes, think it sold I, as well as it should favorite. have. Yep. Like, that one was absolutely the best Pokemon spinoff, in my opinion. Yep, definitely. Um, you there. And so we've that... We've also seen uh, every, almost every single Pokemon puzzle game, like Troze or Shuffle, have well, Troze, games as well. Oh, as well. Yeah, Troze, Troze, I think we're not going to see anymore because Pokemon Shuffle took that, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's going to... I feel like they're going to shift to, like, a mobile mindset for something like that, which makes sense. And at the same time, makes me sad. Like, Troze was really good. And... Uh, it's not the same as Shuffle, obviously, or, but it 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 was good, and so. But I I really I'm really concerned with them doing this, honestly. Uh, if we if they keep doing this, are we going to be seeing less Pokemon spinoff games on DS on Switch? And I would like what I'm hoping for E3. We made we made the mention of Pokemon being announced on Switch, but I'm hoping they announce something like a Pokemon Mystery Dungeon for 3DS or something. Yeah. I would be okay with that. I played the last. I played the last one, Pokemon Super Mystery Dungeon. I wasn't super into it, but I've just never gotten into a Mystery Dungeon game. Yeah. I, I'm not a fan of the mechanics myself, and right. I, yeah, I, I know. I, I mean, I know um, people like Uncle Oshawott are super into it, and they're, th- that's that's perfectly fine because they're apparently good enough. They came out with several. Yeah, uh, and came out- different different colors for different people, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. I'm not I'm not upset with that. I just I know that they're not like you can't put anything on mobile that is that fleshed out, and that that's my concern. Is are we gonna? Is this the end of seeing like incredibly fleshed out Pokemon spinoff games? I don't think so, and and mostly because we can look at the other apps that Nintendo had non Pokemon related that Nintendo has throughout there between Mario Run uh, and the Fire Emblem, and both games are pretty fleshed out and pretty pretty good uh, on their own. Yes, they're. Their payment method is not the best on both of them. However, they're still solid games that are. I, I would I would game. argue I would argue that Fire Emblem Heroes isn't incredibly deep. Um, but that that's coming from I, I know you play the game just as much as I do. That's coming from a Fire Emblem pr- perspective. Like oh no, of course. It, as a person course. that plays Fire Emblem, looking at Fire Emblem Heroes, it's like okay, this is a nice watered down version. And yes. I, under, I I I understand Nintendo's mobile strategy with other franchises that aren't Pokemon. I 100% understand it um, because they are literally just kind of doing like brand recognition with these games. And also it's because you have to look into a point that depending on what you're playing at, right, that that be a mobile console uh, or a handheld, there's different ways – that people play in these methods like usually people who play on their phones because they're waiting online they're on the bus 
they just you know they just put up an, uh, an app for five mm-hmm. minutes, play five minutes of a game, and then close it down and keep on going with their lives. Yes. So I yeah, think that's what they burn. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, that, that happens a lot. I don't know. I'm just I'm concerned that we're not going to get like a real Pokemon spinoff game. Now, granted, like the shift from like mo, I think I think the biggest thing is the shift from uh, what is it called from. Uh, Rumble being on 3DS being shifted over to mobile. I yeah. first of all that that is a very good franchise to move because the first couple Rumble games it makes sense. Uh, it didn't make sense, but one with the latest one, Rumble World, World that came out on the 3DS, that one was definitely that one was definitely different than the rest of them. Yeah. Like that that one was more uh, pay to play, microtransactions, five minutes per level thing. So. That that one I can see I can see Rumble World, but that's just it. It, see, it really concerns me that we have a series that used to be on the Wii U and the Wii, getting yeah. moved to a mobile phone, and that that's the scary part for me. Like, are we going to see Mystery Dungeon somehow get dumbed down to the point where we're going to see it on a mobile phone? Are we going to see uh, what are the other spinoffs? Oh, Pokemon Ranger's gone. I yeah. I keep forgetting that Pokemon Ranger was a decent set of spinoff games. What happened to that? I wish I had the well, answer were, for that. They, they were, yeah, they were promoting particularly Ranger because that's smack when you know we had the Ranger movie and it was well. They, again, that was that was because of Pokemon Ranger that was happening because Pokemon like that was back when they were trying to like make their um, spinoff market like a thing, yeah. you know, because they've never decided to make good spinoff games like Pokemon Snap Two or anything ever again, and. Because they've always got to like innovate or some nonsense, but you know, spinning a top around a Pokemon, that's that's innovation right there in gameplay. Uh, <laughs> but we can't we can't get another Pokemon Snap because it would still be just taking pictures, even though the Wii U is perfect for it, and I think the Switch is still going to work for it, even though there's no camera on the back or anything. But oh, no. yeah. it'll be but it's still motion. It could be still motion sensors yeah, based no, on that three D that three D HD rumble. It should be. Able oh my to. gosh, they came up with so many clever solutions and with the switch, by the way, for like a lot of gameplay mechanics. Mm-hmm. Like uh, like if you need to ever like use the Joy Cons as like a pointer, they stopped using sensor bars like they do with the Wii with the Wii remotes, and they've moved to just using the gyroscopes, mm-hmm. which I think is a fantastic decision on their part. Yeah. Um, the other the other thing that they do that I was really impressed with is uh, with the gamepad with its own gyroscope in it. When you have the when you have the two Joy Cons together, they act as that gyroscope gamepad feel, which I thought was another phenomenal idea as well. So you know, they did a really good job, like with backwards compatibility ideas in mm. with, in terms of gameplay. So I I don't know. I would I would like I'm hoping that I hear about a new Pokemon spinoff game at E3. I I don't know. I'm not particularly keen on the history of announcements for Pokemon spinoff games at E3. Uh, I do know that Pokemon typically tries to keep these announcements hidden. Uh, another thing that they could totally drop on us at E3, just out of nowhere, um, would be a po- like Pokemon, uh, what is it, Gen 2 games, putting those on Virtual Console. Would, hmm. I, I feel like that would be something they could drop on us at E3. Just yeah. like it would be one of those things to like, uh, I, I don't want to say put to rest, but just kind of like get people to stop saying, oh, the 3DS is dead right yeah. now uh, because it's not, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, 
And for several and for several reasons. I mean, one, the battery life on the 3DS is definitely way better than the Switch right now. Mm-hmm. And until until you can get the Switch in a position where it can run for, you know, eight hours on a battery charge, I don't think you're gonna see the I don't think you're gonna see the either the 3DS. And that's why you get a battery pack like the rest of us. Yeah, Mine just came I, in the mail. I, I feel I feel like we just have to wait for the official Nintendo version of that. You know, like like some kind of battery cover that you can put on your Switch when you take it out, you know? And once that exists, it's just like, yeah, you can no more 3DS. We don't need it. Uh, but we'll we'll see. Once again, we'll see. And and, and you have uh, many good points. And the, the reason coming going back to those spinoff and whether we're going to see them, the likes of uh, Mystery Dungeon once again, it really depends on... So whether or not, number one, like we were talking, whether or not the 3DS does have a future or Nintendo is just pulling the same mm-hmm. thing that it has always pulled. Where it's like, no, 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 we are not. This is this is a third pillar and then yeah. a year later, oh my kill God. it. It's, it's, <laughs> oh, it's, you, I don't know why it's still a discussion. Okay, okay. Well, that's only happened once, really. And that was with the DS. And that was, that was the absolutely... Well, the DSi wasn't the third pillar. We all and the Game uh, Boy. When the DS came out, they were like, "We're not killing the Game Boy." No, no, no. That was that was no, no. The, the DS they did that. They did that with the yeah. DS. I agree with that. That is the one. That is the one time I think they they did it. And the problem with that one was they were definitely being super transparent with that being the replacement for the Game Boy. And that's because yeah. the DS came with the Game Boy Advance slot on it. Mm-hmm. Like it came with the Game Boy Advance slot on it. Why would you do that? Why would you do that if you intend for this to be a third pillar? And, and um, but then it comes like the Switch is a much so, so, much more sophisticated console, which means the development cost on a Switch is mm-hmm. higher than it would be on a 3DS and much higher than it would be on a mobile. So is it worth it for them to spend the money to deliver a high, high quality mystery dungeon for the switch needing to reach those requirements to be able to no. play on the witch yeah. on the switch um or do they just say eh let's just uh half uh half measure it and just go on mobile where it's going to be cheaper <laughs> faster and we need a less uh, uh, uh just a smaller development team to do it i i would really like to see a new handheld from nintendo as opposed to any of these honestly i like as much as i love the switch i mean the battery life sucks right and um, I, I if they could somehow get offer me like a free upgrade on the Switch to like a higher battery life, that'd be great. But uh I I honestly I don't I don't think for five years I'm gonna be content with my video game console. Uh, and it's just like the Switch is great, but in five years when they come out with the successor to the Switch, and it's pretty much just like Switch two, electric boogaloo, because it has a battery life of like ten hours or whatever. It's gonna be the new 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 switch. Yeah, the the new Switch Two, uh, the new Switch <laughs> complete Two complete deluxe, uh, complete Switch deluxe. Swap. Yeah, uh, which when when they come out with that and they're just like, um, when they when they come out with that and the battery life is ginormous, then fine. Yeah, kill whatever. I don't care. Uh, but right now, I feel like as a placeholder, one I one I think until they get to that battery life point, they're gonna keep the 3ds alive, yeah. and then we'll we'll start seeing that. But I don't know, in terms of Pokemon. Uh, which is what this podcast should be about. Uh, I don't know. I, I think I'd like, I'd really like to hear just like a mystery dungeon game on the 3DS just to be like, yeah, that's not happening. Don't worry. It's not gone yet. Yeah. And very well could. I, I do not expect any Pokemon games to come out this year, like mainstream. 
Oh yeah, Pokemon uh, Stars is not coming up this year. Water. No, no, no. It would have already been announced. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they typically do it in May. I I think May next year we'll hear something about the next game, uh, unless they decide to finally go off their holiday release schedule for Pokemon, which I don't see because it seems to me recently that uh, Nintendo has been just kind of swapping out Mario and Pokemon at the holiday season. Yeah, <laughs> every the other year. Franchises. <laughs> Yeah, they're the biggest franchises, so they, they swap out Pokemon, you swap out Mario. So, and Zelda. Yeah, well, Zelda Zelda was, uh, I wouldn't say it's a holiday seller. It doesn't sell nearly as well as Mario or Pokemon. No, it doesn't. Yeah. It's a, I say it's a forerunner, like when new consoles come out, because I know, like, like you know, Twilight Princess and... Mm-hmm. No, they do, they do they like to do... Consoles. Yeah, honestly, right? I mean, we didn't get... We, we The Wii U honestly didn't get, like, its own Zelda game. Right. Uh, because... Breath of the Wild definitely was developed for the Switch. Mm-hmm. I was actually really surprised with that. I was talking with my office mate about that the other day because he doesn't have a Switch yet, but he, he wants to play Breath of the Wild. He owns a Wii U. I'm like, yeah, just buy it for the Wii U. He goes, no, 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 this is the opposite of Twilight Princess where it's good on the older console and worse on the new one like Twilight Princess was. Yeah. Um, he's just like, yeah. this one's, this the, the one's better. This one's of Twilight was the, the, was the GameCube for sure. Yeah, he's just like, the, the, one, the one developed for the Switch is way better than the one for the Wii U. He's like, so I'm just going to hold off until I buy a Switch. And, I'm just like, and the experience is better. The fact that you can take it anywhere, it's just, it adds mm-hmm. a whole new layer to it that you can't get with the, with the Wii U. Yeah, I'm, yeah, waiting, I'm waiting for the... Zelda game on the go. Yeah, yeah I, I'm still waiting for Pokemon, man. I, like, I, if there's a Pokemon game on the Switch, I will be incredibly excited for a couple of reasons. It's gonna be Just because it's going to open up the the amount of content creation people can do yes. because you'll never have to uh like in terms of us like i i've been starting i've been starting to dabble in everything with the capture card and everything we've been doing a lot of streams recently and i'm hoping to get the youtube active once again but do not i am not giving you any kind of time frame uh, <laughs> yeah. because i yep, get called I, to it. because i get called out on it literally all the time uh, I'm not giving any time type of time frame for that, but like, I, I think it'd be really cool to be able to do it on the Switch because one that opens up normal capture cards, yeah. you don't have to go and take your 3DS, and because I think out of any video like Nintendo video game community, I believe the uh, the top two that people would stream or make videos on are Smash Brothers, oh, yeah. and uh, Pokemon. Oh and yeah, so, both of them. So, I mean, Smash Brothers is fine because it's already on a console and it's easy enough to stream and everything. But Pokemon's more difficult because you have to get specialty equipment for that. Like, some guy had to go make, like, go into a 3DS, make it super jank, figure out where all the pins are on the board, and make a capture card for it. And here in the, uh, in the, uh, 3DS, uh, and then you have to, you have to get it modded and it costs like $300 now. You can, if you want to do if you want to do a decent stream right now, uh, for a console outside of the 3ds, you could you can get a stream going like a good one for like 150 bucks. Yeah, like you can go get a good capture card for 150 bucks and be perfectly fine. So I'd much rather do that where I could be like, hey, we want to do some more streaming. Uh, Shamu wants to stream here. Have this. Uh, well, you know what? If it goes to mobile. If everything goes to mobile, guys, we could totally do that already now. So <laughs> that is tr- sad. That is sad. sad, but it is true. <laughs> yeah, you can you can stream your cell phone. So, yep. 
There you go. People are already doing it for Fire Emblem. People were streaming Magikarp Jump last week. Can you believe <laughs> that? Like, I don't, yes, I, I don't know, I don't know that I would ever go watch anybody play Magikarp Jump. I don't care how funny of a person you are. <laughs> like, like that game is absolutely not fun to watch. The only reason I play it is because, like, I get like mind numbing sensation. My numbing sensations to be like, okay, Magikarp, let's level up by tapping the screen a bunch. And <laughs> my Magikarp eats some berries and then it levels up and then everybody's happy. Um, trying to go back to the Pokemon mobile thing because that's where we started uh, right. before we went off on this long content creation uh, thing. I don't know. I'm, I'm, uh, I, I really want to see some spinoffs. On 3ds, the, like if we're because E3 happens in two weeks now, doesn't it? Um, yes. In, in two weeks. Ooh, even better! Happy birthday. Um, so uh, we totally need to get. I, I would love to see something like uh, a Pokemon spinoff game just announced on a console. Like I don't care which one at this point. I, I want to hear. Pokemon Pokemon is almost enough for me. Like, I if. Yeah. If somebody if somebody complains about like Pokemon spinoff games not coming to to Switch or 3DS or something and going completely mobile, I'll be like, "Well, Pokémon came out on Switch, so that's a thing, right?" Yeah. Um, <laughs> Pokémon Tournament Deluxe nonsense. Um, uh, so like that that'll be enough for me to like stand by an argument of they're not fully going mobile yet, but at the same time, I feel like Pokémon's in its own special tier. It is. Uh, and, and again, I don't think they're going full mobile, and I don't think that's mm, Game Freak's intention either. They um, should totally just make Pokemon Ranger for the Switch. They should. But let's say that, that will, and they will keep coming those great you know, mobile games. Um, mm-hmm. But, I mean, the opportunities are there. I mean, I would great, love to have like, a, like a, a Harvest Moon type Pokemon game on mobile. Where that, you have your own ranch mm. and you gain, you capture Pokemons, but it's just for them to help you on your ranch. And because they're typing or attacks, they have special abilities. They can create better crops. Something so, like that would be super. So that that's fun. an interesting idea. Uh, something that see you can integrate this in with uh, some of the box features from back in the day. Um, yes, exactly. So, so my Pokemon Ranch on Wii, um, which was essentially Pokemon Bank for back in the day. Uh, yeah. just like a thousand more boxes and the problem was like you wasted all that space anyway filling it up with junk so if you get because if you got a thousand of them you got a mew yeah uh, mm. but if like they could do something like that where it'd be really cool to interact with your pokemon and pokemon bank right mm-hmm. they, they, mm. you, you send out a pokemon bank update where you can connect the to the servers on your phone and you can be like oh hey hey sylveon and you like pet it a little bit yep. and uh, that would be cool. Even just something like that. I feel like that would be really cool. It's like a little free app. And and we're getting there. I mean, I'm pretty sure that when Pokemon Stars comes out, it's going to have something like that because the Switch itself is going to use an app. Like you can, you won't be able to mm-hmm. chat through your Switch. You need your Switch oh app on your phone. Oh, my gosh. So we already know that Nintendo's plan to have mobile and Switch be a thing, a one-in thing. Is going to happen, mm-hmm. so don't be surprised for the, if like all the things like the islands in Sun and Moon with the jelly mm-hmm. beans, um, we're actually gonna get that for oh, mobile and that not would be, in, in. That would exactly. be really cool. Uh, that honestly, that okay. So you like turned me on to this now. Okay, so like <laughs> that that would be an interesting idea. Like going into the Pokepelago, yeah, and getting like your beans and everything on your phone. That would be super cool. I would be so down. Like. 
Yeah, I, I, it'd be fine to end, access it in a game, but I would love to be able to have that feature on my phone. Yes. You know, that that seems almost Because it's something that. that you can just pop up, get your beans, mm-hmm. uh, switch your Pokemons to do the activities, and you then literally... close it down, and then you transfer them through your Nintendo ID back to your... They, they, uh, could, do, they could do something similar. Instead of using, like, Sun and Moon, like, exactly, they could couple it with the uh with pokemon bank somehow because you already exactly. get stuff like poke miles and pokey and like the battle resort and the battle points and everything mm-hmm. and like that would be super interesting like yeah. being able to do that with that and just be like oh here's the next couple extra items that your pokemon got while they were here type thing that would be i i think that would be a super cool mobile game for them to do yes that I that agree. is a that is a pokemon mobile game i can get behind and game freak just do it now do it now, Indeed. so I. You never do anything I want you to do. So, uh, <laughs> and and they always do something that you told them not to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They they never do anything I want. So that's why we don't have Pokeball crafting, by the way. Uh, so, but okay. So let's leave it there. Let's leave the conversation there. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna take a short commercial break, guys, and we'll be right back at you with the Pokemon the episode. So we will catch you on the flip flop. Exhausted from riding the Pokemon Sun and Moon hype train? Are you now missing your teeth from too much Corsola Cola? Try the ever-refreshing Ludicolo's Pineapple Ice Cream, a proud sponsor of the Puckle Podcast. Ludicolo's Pineapple Ice Cream. You don't want to know where it came from. Poke of the episode. And welcome back, guys, to Pokemon of the episode. Our net... Pokemon of the episode this week is National Dex number 778, Mimikyu, the Disguise Pokemon. Its son, Pokemon Pokedex entry, states that its actual appearance is unknown. A scholar who saw what was under its rag was overwhelmed by terror and died from the shock. They Isn't that like in the anime, they like see what's underneath there and they freak out? Wait, I, I, I not come up. Hmm? I have not kept up with the anime. Uh, I, I want to. It was, well, it was really episode. hard because it just it just started airing in the U.S. like a few weeks ago. Yeah. Oh, okay. it, it took so long because I think it was because they were transitioning to Disney. Oh, yes. Uh, so I think that's part of it. Yeah. But yeah, no, like Mimikyu, like they, I think there's, because, uh, spoiler alert, Jesse catches a Mimikyu. Yeah. Spoiler okay. alert. Uh, so because ghost type Pokemon are apparently like their MO now. And so Jesse catches a Mimikyu and the Mimi and so I believe they there's like a whole episode. I think they see what's underneath like the Pikachu costume and they like freak out. So Um But Mimikyu, the fairy ghost type Pokemon, the only one that ever existed. Uh ever existed ever. (laughs) Hold on, Um, theory. I just realized what it could be. Do you think, since it's a fairy type Pokemon, do you think it was um, a dead Clefairy? Think about it. Oh, Clefairy, that would be so. Clefairy oh was my originally gosh, yes. supposed to be the forerunner for Pik- from the the mascot for Pokemon, but it was replaced yes. by Pikachu. So it wants to be Pikachu, but it's a so dead Clefairy. It's, how much? How how tall is Clefairy? Just out of curiosity, I don't know how tall Clefairy is, because um, Mimikyu is eight inches tall. Um, if Clefairy is eight inches tall, I'm totally down. No, Clefairy is apparently two feet tall. What world oh, wow. is this? Oh, I do not believe that at all. Uh, Huge. 
Maybe it's a Clefa. What's how tall is Clefa? But no, Clefair, that would I like the Clef, the Clefairy idea. I I'm gonna use that as head cannon for the moment. And, <laughs> uh, no, but uh, Mimikyu is actually decent competitively. Uh, fun fact: I don't know if you knew this, Jushiro, but it's decent uh, of competitively. Of course, I did not. Uh, with a base speed of 96, it actually is all right. But the ability to disguise, where you pretty much have a free substitute set up already, makes it fantastic. It also gets access to priority moves like Shadow Sneak, which helps out as well if you end up running into something faster. But what what you typically do to run Mimikyu is you typically run Swords Dance and then three attacks like Shadow Sneak, um, Play Rough, and I oh, I'm not exactly sure what else is in his arsenal. Um, it's Wood Hammer, but that's wait he gets Wood Hammer. Yeah, it's um, you got it's not a it's not a level up move. Well, technically it is since it's level one, but you can get a get it's a, just a heart scale. Heart scale, yeah. Why is nobody running wood hammer mimic? <laughs> it also it also gets leech life, so yeah, it does get leech life, which I think is uh no, I think that's more notable than wood hammer. Uh, though Excuse it gets wood hammer. What is this nonsense? Uh, you know, if you're gonna run if you're gonna run a bug type move, just run leech life over X scissor. It's it literally this. It's the same move now. Like same base power, except one gives you recovery. Does Excessor has a, has a crit ability, or it might no? have it might have a crit effect? But I would yeah. rather get the health back than the crit. Uh, so you you typically run Swords Dance though in three attacks. So Shadow Claw, Shadow Sneak, Play Rough, I believe, are standard. Mm-hmm. And okay. so you run, but pretty much you get the disguise, so you get a free Swords Dance because your opponent has to attack you, and you take no damage for a turn. Yeah. Hey, if you're and, timing up, you can get a substitute as well. Well, yeah, you could. Uh, <laughs> but so with the base ninety attack though, that's not bad. Mm-mm, that's not, not at bad all. at all. So you you run it jolly. You run two fifty two attack, two fifty two speed, and you're just running train. Uh, not really, but I mean because there's there is a large amount. Of, there's a good number of steel types in the meta right now. Um, I think Mega Pincer still does really well. Mega Scissors doing really well. So those are some things to keep in mind. And I really, I actually really appreciate what uh, Game Freak's been doing by just like gradually releasing the Mega Stones right now. Mm, yeah, by uh, re- doing the events. Yeah, I really like it because the meta shifts like every like three weeks now. Oh, yeah. Because the new Mega shows up. Like Mega Heracross is doing really well. It is. All, all- I've seen a lot of sticky web, um, trick room. Not sticky web, not sticky web, but tri- sticky web, um, Heracross or Trick Room Heracross. Yeah, I could I, I could see a team working with Sticky Webs really well because of Heracross's speed stack, but I really do like that they're doing this. But back to Mimikyu before I get too off track. <laughs> uh, that's that's typically the way to run to run Mimikyu, by the way. Like you, you run Swords Dance and like three attacks. Go run. Apparent Leech Life is good. I have seen that run to some success. And I think Woodhammer could be interesting. And I'm really surprised more people have not been running it. Because that would take care of a lot of things like uh, like gra- uh, particular ground types that are out there. Uh, I'm not saying any of them would like match up against Mimikyu particularly well, but it yeah. could it could happen. Uh, yeah, just if, take your pick. Do you want to lose health or do you want to take health from others? Just take your pick. I think Mimikyu could work really well if it got access to a uh, to a fire type move that's not hidden power fire. Well, it, go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. What were you about to say? No, I was just going to say that, speaking of things that suck the life out of people, we got two TCG cards for Mimikyu. <laughs> yeah, we do. <laughs> and they suck the joy out of it. 
We have a first <laughs> one, which is uh, uh, what US released here uh, with Guardians Rising. It's the Mimikyu. It was from also Guardians. the promo. It was also the promo card that came in the box. Yeah. Um, this one, though, um, it has just two attacks. It's psychic, of course. Um, it has 70 HP. It has two attacks. First attack is Filch, which, uh, which is just draw two cards with one colorless. And then it has a second attack called Copycat, or one psychic, one colorless. If your opponent Pokemon use an attack that isn't a GX attack during their the last turn, use this attack. Basically, um, not much to say on this. this Other than it's bad. Exactly. And it should feel bad. It seems like a setup Pokemon, really. It's just not good. It's just not good. No, it's not fast enough to do anything good either. But anyway, we do have a GX, just not here in the US. As part of Ash versus Team Rocket uh, deck. Uh, in Japan, they have a Team Rocket Mimikyu GX. It has three attacks, as they usually do. Its HP is 170, and the first attack is Mumble for one Psychic, does 20 damage. Its second attack is Ghost Claw for two Psychics and one Colorless. It does 90 damage, plus, if you flip a coin and if it hits, its attack does 30 damage. What and a garbage have... move. It is. Like... Um, <laughs> and, oh of course, goodness. you have your... Um, the GX attack, which is Disguise GX for three psychic energies, prevent all effects of attacks, including damage done to this Pokemon during your opponent's next room, uh, next turn. Uh, again, just garbage. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, to be fair, this isn't like a real Mimikyu card though, because it, it is called Team Rocket's Mimikyu GX. Yeah. It's not like it's not like uh, right Mimikyu now, GX. Drumpa GX is running with Team Magmas. Uh, yeah, no, that, but that makes sense because with Drampa's uh, attack, Berserk attack, it's. No, no, uh, yeah, I don't mean um, strategy wise. I mean, it's just, just because the card is called Team Rockets doesn't mean it's not like real. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Well, I mean, that's what happened to, I think, a lot of people. I think a lot of people didn't pick up the double crisis packs. Oh, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And hmm. so you didn't get that. I mean, I know I was one of those people, and now Team Magma's base is like $15 a card, so. Uh, which is I was looking because I'm just like I should buy these cards. Yeah. Uh, but we'll see. I might I might still pay fifteen dollars for a trainer card. We'll see. There's no <laughs> tropical beach, I'll tell you that much. So, um, but yeah, no, Mimikyu is a Pokemon. Pokemon. <laughs> that much we can concur. <laughs> uh, it's uh, it's it's not a good one in all scenarios, but it's not bad. Uh, it's not bad competitively right now. It, it's it's one of the more used Pokemon in OU, I think. I'm not exactly sure on the current usage statistics, but Mimikyu is it, it is very common. And fun it's one fact, the... it is Jishiro's favorite Gen 7 Pokemon. Ooh. That's part of the trivia. Wow. <laughs> that's the tr- It's right here on Bulbapedia. Look at yeah, that. It's right there on Bulbapedia. <laughs> I've always thought about starting like a Puckle Wiki. Where we could, uh, we could, we could put all of our inside jokes and, uh, but it would be, it would be hilarious, but that's a lot of work and I don't want to do it. So, (laughs) (laughs) but that is it for Pokemon of the episode this week, guys. If you want to hear more about Mimikyu, check out PucklePodcast.com. Sometimes I fly is bound to write a fantastic article about it. So check that out. And so we are going to take a, uh, we're going to take a, like, 30 second long break in your ears and we're going to come right back at you with the mailbag. It's mail time. It's time for the mailbag. Send in your emails. 
Check your inbox. It's time for the mailbag. Mail! And on to the mailbag. The mailbag is brought to you by the energy drink known as Green Tauros. The energy drink that gives you hooves. And as, and, and as always, nice. we'll be giving out the Green Taurus badge to any email that we think is uh, worthy. So we'll go ahead and uh, do that. But if you're new to the show, uh, the mailbag segment is where we read listener email. We really uh, appreciate you guys sending us emails. You can do so at punklepodcast at gmail.com. We typically have a prompt, but you can obviously send us in whatever you want. You can ask me what my favorite color is. You could ask uh, you could ask Yashiro what, what brand of tcg sleeves he likes ah yeah oh yeah <laughs> i don't which ones do you like by the way dragon I, shield I, dra- i've heard dragon shields are really good they're super good okay so <laughs> completely off topic but uh, <laughs> the more you know uh <laughs> so we're gonna jump right on into it our mailbag question last week was a question that i asked that i completely forgot uh, so <laughs> I I usually write it down. Was it a Pokemon that we wish were cool, were good? No, that was a couple weeks ago. Oh, um, oh, it was what's your what's your favorite generation? That's what it was. Ah, so we'll jump right into it. Our first one is going to be from Ben. Hello, once more, Puckle Podcast. I was pleased to hear you enjoyed my email about Pokemon of the Switch last episode. I spent most of the time between episodes worrying that the email would come across as too argument, too aggressive and argumentative. Um, wait, wait a second, wait a second. What day was this one sent in? May 26th. Never mind, this email was from last w- episode. I am a dummy bear. Uh, 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 and he was, and he was here saying that he, he does things right occasionally. I know, I messed up, I messed up. I said occasionally, right? Like occasionally. Did he? Did he say occasionally? <laughs> he did, he did. I occasionally he, do things, he, right? He put up a, a safe net there, safety net, which I he have just to. used. <laughs> I have to, or you guys are going to call me out on it, right? Uh, so I'm going to get this next one from Cool Gabe. Hey, folks, Cool Gabe here. A Pokemon I wish was good is Spinda. It's one of my favorite Pokemon, and it could be used in VGC 17, but all my favorite support moves are only available in Auras. A skill swap in contrary with an Arcanine with close combat would be so much fun. That would be cool. Because then you could, like, you could put... That would be cool, but I'm part... Yeah, it doesn't get skill swap right now. Maybe in, like, a year or two. Yeah. Not next year, but probably the year after that. You'll be able to get, uh... You'll be able to skill swap. I'm surprised there I'm, weren't that many tutors in this gen. Uh, well, so typically tutors come in, like, the remakes or, like, the next game. They don't, they're never in, like, the first game of a generation. They're always in the follow-up game. Fair enough. But I'll grab the next one because that one was short. <laughs> hey, this one is from... Let's see if I got a name. Uh, Sistemo. Hey, Puckle Crew. Long-time listener. First-time writer. I, I like that. I like it when people write in for the first time. I wish they would be like, I've been listening since this episode, so I had some date of reference. Uh, <laughs> For, like, do you know about the time that we got we went to Mexico and got chased by a bear? Uh, <laughs> it's been ten years, and I finally decided to write. <laughs> Get my name known. Yeah. First, I have to address PuckleCon. I was nine thousand percent sure I'd be able to come this year, but then Over when 9, I was 
No, no, no. Right. It wasn't over. It was at nine thousand. Oh, okay. Uh, sorry. I would be able to come this year, but when I was checking my schedule, I realized I have tickets to see the Legends of Zelda Symphony at Wolf Trap that Saturday. Next year for sure, though. Anyway, on to, I don't know if it's going to be in Columbus next year, to be fair. Um, there's like a 50% chance that it's changing locations. Uh, still be in the Midwest, though. Still be in the Midwest. Anyway, on to my interesting thought. One thing that I've noticed that we've gone without since Pokemon entered the world of 3D is different sprites. I remember back in my day, it would I would it would always be exciting to see what some of my favorite Pokemon's art looked like in the other version. Now we just get the same old model with an idle animation. Wouldn't it be nice to at least have different idle poses or some kind of aesthetics in each version? What are your thoughts? Actually, so I was thinking about this actually. Um, so if you guys don't know this, in the Pokedex and Sun and Moon, all of the Pokemon got like way higher res like images in the game data. Mm-hmm. And it only happens for the 300 Pokemon in the in the Pokedex in Sun and Moon because there's no national decks. Oh. So uh, the most high-res images we have are the, still the ones from Oraz for like things like uh, Feraligator and um, I don't know what else. Let's see. Most of the old starters because you have to use those game sprites. You can't they, – they didn't update the sprites at all when they went to Sun and Moon <laughs> in battle. Just BT dubs. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I mean, I agree. I agree. It'd be really cool to get, like, updated higher-res versions of that. But also, like, the sprites can't be that much different because back then you only had, like, a singular singular pose. Now we have them moving while you're waiting for battles and stuff. And honestly, it's adorable when, like, Rollet like, turns its head at 180 degrees, like, waiting for you to tell it what to do. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and to answer this week's mailbag question, my gen- favorite generation has to be Generation 4. Reason being, we got the amazing Heart Gold Soul Silver. Oops, look at the time. I've kept you too long. Thanks for hearing me out. And I want to give you this present. Sistemo. Uh, P.S. My salutation was a quiz in disguise. Uh, Those were the exuberant words of the Pokemon fan club chairman. What items did you get after receiving his speech? Or after hearing his speech? I have no idea. Keep up the... uh, Keep up the... uh, Love the show and community. Keep it up. Thanks, Sistemo. I am not going to be able to answer that question. He gave me the answer, but he said he scrambled it. So he I scrambled it, yeah. I can't tell you what it is. Blame him. Too clever. A little bit too clever for us. Yes. Mm. Um, Maximus, you want to grab this next one from Red 7? Sure. We love Red 7. Red 7 always writes a good one. <clears throat> good afternoon, Thatch and Buckle Crew. This is Red 7 reporting in for another mailbag. Out of all the generations and regions of Pokemon, my favorite will always be Gen 2. Johto is absolute is the absolute best region in my opinion, and I find myself running back to it every so often to relive old memories and travel old paths. I may have started with Red Version, but I feel that everyone was hopping into the Pokemon bandwagon at this point. Pokemon Gold and Silver were heavily coveted when I was in school, and my friends and I used to argue over who had the best starter. No joke. I once had a friend who told me that his Checkerita was stronger than my Cinequil only because he fought fire types with it to build up his resistance to fire. Huh. That doesn't make any sense, but it's... Yeah. Uh, yeah. He may have been higher level than them, but... Yeah. Uh, if you want someone on the same level as you, eh... 
<laughs> Sorry. Of course, <laughs> when the fibs of children held more weight on the playground than logic, <laughs> no one could challenge their claims because no one had a cable link cable. We all took his God tier training methods as gospel and threw our poor starters in fights <laughs> that they could not handle to try and strengthen their weaknesses. If our Pokemon failed, because of course they would. Excuse me. Sorry. No, I understand. It's late. It's it's like the sun is starting to set. He would smirk and scoff that our Pokemon were weak and that we were horrible trainers. What a jerk. What were we talking about again? Oh, yeah. Favorite generations. Oh, that's right. Gen 2 was the first generation to give us continuation to a story that we saw to completion. It thrusted us into a new world to navigate, explore, and conquer. Once we made our mark onto the Jonah region, we were sent back to revisit a world that we had conquered only three years prior. By releasing the ra- by releasing the range and loose- loosening up on loosening up, loose- loose- loosening us on the land once more, we were given the chance to see this old world with a new pair of eyes. The people of Kanto whispered about the past deeds as Red, the hero who saved the land by crushing Team Rocket. And we lived in our own shadow until we met up with our past selves. Standing before us on Mount Silver was our own legend. We were given the opportunity to test our mettle against the legend that we created. The chance to see our past selves standing before us on Mount Silver. Whether or not we were getting or lost during this new adventure, years of struggle and victory has forged us on the trainers that we had become. And now we have once more battled the win. The battle between our past and our present. We look into the face and strength that we built with our own hands and we overcame. Well, friends, it's time for me to get back to work. Later days. Red 7. That was uh, very deep. I mean, he always does that. He always does that. Okay, you can get this one from, uh, from... Randy L, the random listener, Jushiro. Okay, the random listener. Well, but before we do this, I, I, can I note that I still want a version of gold and silver that we can, like, I don't know how they're going to do it, but they can combine, they can t- actually take the team that we had from Generation 1 right, and, and battle that team. Well, like, same moves well, and everything. Black, Black and White 2 had, like, had that going for you, you know? Because yeah. they they did the uh, the battle link, or they did the uh, you could like do the memory link between black and white and black and white two. Uh, I I feel like black and white two's n- not success just really really hampered a lot of the ideas that were there that were good. Yeah, but then again, they don't repeat ideas in every single game, so no, they don't. They don't, which is good and bad. Yeah. Okay, so the random listener says, why, hello there, Thatch and whoever he has. It is I, the random listener here, to once more contribute to the show in the form of the electronic mail. No story time this week, though. Things have been pretty mundane around these parts the past week. So, without further delay, let's jump right into this week's question. Alright, what was my favorite generation and why? Well, I picked fourth gen as my favorite for a handful of reasons. And let me tell you, random, they're all wrong. First, 
The, story, <laughs> the stories were great, even though one of them had existed as in a previous generation. Second, the graphics. I know that the graphics in Pokemon games are progressing and getting better and better, but the, when, but the Gen 4 game provided the perfect mix of classic pixel art uh, and 3D modeling. I, 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 I want to say... Gen five did that, but anyway. Uh, Gen four, Gen four did it first. Gen five pretty much ran on the same graphics engine. Yeah, uh, no, but, but yeah, I, I think, I, I think I agree with him on Gen four. It was really interesting because it was like it was the oh, first major jump graphically. Well, like graphically, it was like a major yeah, no, jump because you you went from like these two day pixels. Like, yeah, Gen three was a little bit different because it was all in color, but it wasn't the same. It no, was, and I remember, I remember seeing the my reflections on the water. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, that's awesome. That that looked cool, right? But it wasn't. I, I don't think it like that was a nice ad addition. But it wasn't like going to Gen Four. Like the big thing that hit me with Gen Four was, the, I mean, now it seems very dumb. But going from those that flat two D world, and then you go to somewhere just wet or east of Floroma City where the windmills are. Yeah. And you go there and you see those windmills standing up and they're they're three D rendered because yes. the three D S had that those graphical capabilities. And so I think that was just like, wow, things are happening. It's changing. And I, 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 that was, that was huge for the time. And I think the equivalent of that would be going from gen five to gen six, where we're just full 3d. And I I think, I mean, gen five to gen six, I think was a bigger jump, but this was like the first big jump in my opinion. So that's all I'm saying. That's my argument. (laughs) Keep going. Okay. Yeah. Okay. At least in my opinion. Uh, says random listener. Third, the music. In recent games, not including Sun and Moon, at least in my memory, they won't really overboard with that synthetic trumpet or whatever, or whatever. And I kind of got annoyed by it, or it's got got annoying to me. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong, I love the six gen six gen games, but I think the compositions of Diamond and Pearl were fantastic. Lastly, and this is the more spo- the most po- personal thing, the impact. TLDR Nostalgia. Diamond and Pearl came out right when I started to really get into Pokemon. And I credit these games for the significant portion of my current interest in the series. I still have a very fond memories of journeying around Sinnoh with my Piplup and crew catching all of these incredible Pokemons along the way. I remember beating the Pokemon League for the first time ever in Diamond and Pearl. Uh, and being so proud of what I have accomplished. I remember freaking out when I saw uh, animations had been added to the Pokemon. I get that Emerald and Crystal until, uh, or Crystal until after those games were out. Um, the fourth generation provided me with an unforgettable experience, one which I carry with me for many generations to come. Long-winded nostalgia bomb aside, that's about all the time I have. This week, I leave you not with a fact or question, but an episode entry. Enjoy. Uh, and it's gonna uh, be the great. random listener. It's gonna be, I haven't listened to it yet, but I assume it'll be great. It'll be at the beginning <laughs> of the show. They will have heard I, it before me. So I will I will definitely give Gen 4 credit to get me back into Pokemon. Because Gen 3 really did lose me. Gen, Gen I, 3, I think, lost a lot of people. I, it was, yeah. I think the big thing was the connectivity issue. Yeah. There there's no way to bring in like like one of the big things I think for all Pokemon games is being able to bring a Pokemon with you from past Pokemon games. Mm-hmm. And I think being able just being like, "Oh, you can't bring that Electabuzz that you caught in generation 1. You can't bring that with you anymore." Yeah. I I think I think yeah. that really hurt. I think that it hurt does. a lot. 
too bad nothing like Pokemon Bank existed back then, where like you can actually mm-hmm. store it on your system. Like I really, like, I really fun. like, I really like Bank. I that's, I mean, that's the thing that brought Puckle into like the modern age. Honestly, was Pokemon Bank, because when they came out with that announcement, I got super hyped. I called up Bo and I'm like, "Hey, we're doing an episode on this," and that's what we did. And then that started off like the whole like scheduled Puckle. We have things going on now, and so like Pokemon Bank is a really phenomenal idea. In just yeah. that they're just like, we're tired of trying to come up with like individual transfer methods for every game. We made a one fit, one, one, uh, solution to rule them all. And now we don't release it at Christmas. So, uh, cause that goes poorly. That goes so poorly. All right. So the next one is from Ozzy. Hello, hello, hello. Thatch and his phenomenal co-host. Hashtag no green toes badge. I'm doing this because he's he's British, by the way. Um, <laughs> it, it's Ozzy. I've dropped the five six two nine, as there seems to be only one of me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there aren't there aren't five thousand six hundred twenty eight of you. That's for sure. Um, loving all the content as always, and the community is Spotty Houndour. Side note: Spotty Dog is a, t- a term used to describe when something is excellent. Hashtag no green Taurus badge. <laughs> So the topic, well, my favorite gen would be gen one as for me, uh, as, as it was the first me. So yeah, some nostalgia, but I am no gen oneer. played yellow not so long ago. And Jesus, you had to do some grinding on that game. I don't know how I had the patience. I only started again towards the, uh, back end of gen six. So don't have much to compare with. And I enjoy gen seven. Look, I look forward to whatever is planned for the future. Keep up the good work, guys and girls. I look forward to the summer league. Ozzy, hashtag Puckle's hand, hashtag. Did I mention that I don't have the green Taurus badge? Uh, <laughs> so that's it for the emails this week, guys. Uh, green Taurus badge. Um, I, I would really like to give it to Ozzy just because he was persistent. Um, uh, but also the first time listener, though. I, I do like him. Even though he decided to ditch us for the Legends of Zelda Symphony. Yeah, uh, that's true. I know. He did ditch us. Yeah. You know, he's going to have to try again. I'm giving it to Ozzy. Uh, <laughs> Go Ozzy, perseverance. Ozzy, you get the green tourist badge. Just put it in the uh, put it in the, uh, gr- the the website. Submit for it. Yeah. Congratulations. Uh, so as always, check out the website uh, if you haven't already. You can find all of our social medias there: our Twitter, our Facebook, our Reddit, our Tumblr. You can find the links to all of those. They're also in the show notes as well. So be sure to check those out. You guys can also go ahead and. Uh, uh, you can review us on iTunes. It really helps us out. Helps more people find the show. In addition to that, if you would, if you'd like to help out the podcast monetarily, it would be fantastic if you go and donate a little bit at uh, Patreon. It only takes a dollar to be a patron. Patrons get awesome perks. We do a live show for them every month, and it's a lot of fun to do those shows. First of all, and we can answer your questions live. We can pretty much do everything. Sometimes they even do a show with the patrons, which I think is a lot of fun. So please do check that out. Uh, that is at patreon.com slash the puckle podcast. All of your support's appreciated and totally not necessary. Uh, another piece that you can do to help us out is you can come to Twitch. Jushira and I stream on Twitch. Fun fact. Yeah. And I think soon to be Shamu as well. Uh, so watch out for that. So it's going to, we, uh, we stream on Twitch. I do battles. Jushira does TCG and we're going to hopefully that first month went really well, by the way. Uh, I, I just realized a couple days ago that we had actually been up, we've been keeping up to this for like an entire month. So good on us. Um, yeah. so we did it. Uh, we've got Twitch affiliation status now as well. So if you are one of those people that like to go on Twitch and drop the Twitch bits in, feel free to do so. Jushira and I would absolutely love it. 
Oh, yeah. And come that... join us. We watch some TCG playing and some competitive VGC yeah. as well. And I plan to start doing that pseudo Wudo ribbon run at some point. I need to do it. Uh, so we're going to catch pseudo Wudo and try to get all of the ribbons we possibly can. <laughs> Sounds absolutely <laughs> awful. Sounds absolutely awful. But thus amazing. Yeah. Well, we'll get it. We'll nick we gotta get a good nickname for him. We gotta get a great nickname for him. Uh finally though, if you do want to email in to us next week, you can do so at pucklepodcast at gmail.com. Please uh send us your emails. Uh we'll read pretty much anything as long as it has to do with Pokemon. You can send us an email there though. And our mailbag question for this week is uh what are we talking about? What do you think Pokemon's going to do with mobile? Do you like the new mobile strategy? Do you hate it? What do you think it means for the future? Send that in to pucklepodcast at gmail.com. So I think that's it, though. I think I did my spiel. So I am... Oh, the Discord. I almost forgot. Check oh, out yes. the Discord. We got rid of the... Well, we didn't get rid of, but we're moving to Discord for our chat. It's great. It's so much easier to stay connected with people. I love being able to talk to everybody all the time. So you guys can check that out. There is a link to be invited to that server as well. There's a ton of people there too. There's over 100 people there now. So uh, get in. It's a lot of fun. We have a blast. Patrons, if you're a patron and you come to that, we have a patron-specific channel for you guys. That is one of the few channels that I actually keep notifications on. So definitely come by that. And if you're coming to PuckleCon, there is a specific channel for that as well where you get to find out the location of the, of the cookout. So that is going to be it for this week, though. So, I am your host, Trainer Thatch. I am Lord Yashiro. And I'm Mr. Max. And here in the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's closing time.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.